welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon, uh, this very sunny Friday, uh, by a producer. Uh, he makes some really dope uh, house music. Uh, his most recent EP is called Asleep on the Green Line. Um, that came out in January. He also came out with an uh, EP, Upper East Side, in October, I believe it was. Um, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Greyhound, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Hmm. Stoked to be here. Good to have you. How, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. It is beautiful outside. Um, fuck. Just been making a lot of music, working full time, you know, the drill. Oh, boy, but I, I've, been, I've been good. So uh, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so I don't think, I don't know if you remember this, Dylan, but uh, we met at Fat Charlie's. You, you want to hear something that? crazy? Want to hear something crazy, bro? What? I live at Fat Charlie's. I'm in Fat Charlie's right now. <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> we met, we met directly under where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> very, yeah, very likely. Yep. Yeah. It was like right in the, uh, I think we met in the, uh, not the like kitchen. the dining room. Yeah, yeah the dining, like the dining room. room. Yeah. 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 It was after a fellow Kinsman show who I went to high school with, with Nate, fellow Kinsman. Shout out to And I, I had never gotten to see him perform before. And then uh, I went to the show and I was like, wow, this place is fucking sick. Like, this is like, it was like, oh, this is kind of what I've been looking for in Milwaukee. And I finally found it and I was like super stoked. And I was like playing shows all over. Milwaukee like we'll get into that later but but I was just like not like I was having fun like I was making pretty good money doing it but I was like this is not it like this isn't like I come from like a fucking like like the first shows I was ever going to were like hardcore shows like punk shows and shit like ground zero and fucking river west like I was like I was oh, yeah. like nah bro fucking <laughs> plum lounge isn't it <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah. so yeah. I was so I, I kept going here and I remember exactly, I was sitting at Plum Lounge um, behind the DJ booth. I, I had just played and I don't remember who was on after me, but I was sitting there. I was like, fuck, dude, like this sucks. Like this is not fun. And I remember I texted or Instagram DM'd Josh, wrong guy from Fat Charlie's. Um, and I was like, yo, dude, like let's do a show, blah, blah, blah. Played, I ended up playing like my favorite show I've ever played in my life here. Like in, it was, it was right before COVID. It was the, um, it, it was the leap year day. Oh yeah. 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 I did a leap year show with DJ Chad, Loco Cullen. Um, I think yeah, he does that logo. I love Cullen. Shout out to Cullen. Dude, Cullen's the fucking man. He's like, every time I see that fool, like just anywhere. He's just like the smiliest. Like. He's always smiling. I He's, I'm just like, I'm jealous of your fucking, <laughs> your output. <laughs> right, right, right. His, yeah. uh, his aura. Yeah. His aura is beautiful. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, so crazy. I'm going to loop this back, whole thing back. So I, um, I played the show here and I was like, okay, this is like, this is what I want to do for the rest of, you know my Milwaukee experience I want to do you know real real shows like I'm not playing no fucking open format sets anymore like it's just whack like you know 
I'm not fucking BG, bro. Like that's not me. You know what I mean? And, and I and power to BG for doing that. Yeah, like, exactly. Him. But yeah. it's yeah, it's it's not it's not everyone's uh, playing field. And so that's right. I mean that's dope that you know you gravitated towards like the DIY ethic and stuff. You know, that's where it all started, man. I mean, like I truly believe that if you're a DJ in Milwaukee, you should not be able to play any sort of fucking venue on water street thirds wherever if you haven't put your hours in in a disgusting basement on frederick or some shit oh <laughs> you yeah know what i mean yeah dude, that's how the that's where the home records came from yeah we, th- we threw uh they dj'd like one of our last parties we had at this place on farwell and locust mm-hmm. it was the like i was in the jewish frat yeah and, uh we called it the Jewplex, and so uh, yeah, and they uh, the Homewreckers. One of their first shows was one of our last parties there, and that that party is the reason we did not get our security deposit back. <laughs> but yeah, That's a so lot funny. of I've I've heard you say that on this podcast. I was listening uh, before this, like yesterday at work. I I went through like four episodes of yours. Hell yeah, huge fan of the show. Oh man, <laughs> glad you could be glad you could be here, man. Dude, glad I listen. Could, uh, I, I saw, I wanted to know, so I, I've been a huge fan of Holy Shit, the band, like, ever since I moved to Milwaukee, and I listened to their episode, I'm like, I want to hang out with these guys. <laughs> these guys are so fucking funny, dude. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah. So, they were my I, first uh, hardcore show I ever saw. Oh, dope, dope, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you mentioned Ground Zero, and uh, I know, like, that's been a stomping grounds for a lot of punk bands around here in River West. Um, ground zero ground zero changed my life hands down mm-hmm. eric meyer actually just dropped a new record under evan sprague uh which is oh for real it's yeah it's 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 like pretty much like the most like nihilistic like nothing is real type record yeah. that That's you'll so probably sick. hear all year but yeah. uh it's, it's badass uh shout out to eric meyer i fucking love eric whenever i remember when i was first going to ground zero my i was kicking it with like I was kicking with like all the fucking like young hardcore kids like at the time like Leo McClutchy like Leo Stigmata Drew Sarnik like all the dudes who were in like Beggar and like you know who evolved into many different bands like Mister and like shit like that and I was like I had never heard a hardcore I was like I mean I kind I had like heard like I liked fucking Bad Brains and stuff like I was like yeah this shit's cool but like you know I don't know anything about it and. I had because I I've met everyone in Milwaukee pretty much that I know through skateboarding, and so I met Leo through skateboarding, um, and he was like, "Dude, come to Ground Zero," and I was like, "I was like, all right, word, like I'll come through," and he's like, "Yeah, it's a hardcore show," and he was like, "He's like, just so you know, it's gonna be really loud," and I'm like, "Come on, I've been like techno, like fuck off, bro, like come on," and and i'm pretty it was either holy shit or dagger that went on first i think they're northwest indiana band and i actually think it might have been dagger they went on first and i was like immediately just blasted with feedback like the loudest fucking noise i've ever heard and they just started playing and i was just sitting there like it just shatters you yeah it 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 ruptures your soul you know what i mean Right. And I, and that changed everything for me. I'm like, fuck, this is crazy. This is insane. 
Like, and you're just in this fucking basement in fucking in River Harambe. And it's just like, oh my God, it just it's just destroying you in the most beautiful yeah. way. You wonder if like, can the whole neighborhood hear this? Like, damn. You know? It's nuts. It's yeah. so crazy. I yeah, I mean those those houses are built different because I remember I went out of the show just to like because I was like one I needed a breather two I needed to smoke a cigarette and I remember like closing the door and I'm like I can hardly hear that yeah yeah <laughs> dude that's I had to start getting earplugs after a while because like I was just going to yeah. high dive all the time and high yeah. dive has a lot of really loud like punk and rock shows and mm-hmm. I dude I'm like not going to be able to hear when I'm like 40 if yeah. I don't do something about this with the volume of shows I go to like yeah. I yeah so I, I started wearing earplugs like and then COVID happened and I'm like well mm-hmm. uh so much for those yeah. um, so <laughs> well dude uh well it's dope that you know you're part of Fat Charlie's that that like we were kind of um you know as as far as the DIY venues go like I mean there's, there's a handful of them over here in River West and around mm-hmm. me, but, you know, I'm glad that, like, Fat Charlie's came at a really good time because, yeah. like, you know, there was the Murray Attic and, like, there was mm-hmm. the Downer House. Like, there were a couple spots yeah. that were doing shows on the east side, but sadly, both of those, I'm pretty sure, like, went completely defunct by the time uh, COVID hit. I, yeah, I, and I think the Murray Attic literally, um, I think the floorboards in the attic broke. Because I remember they were they were they were trying to host shows here in our basement at that time. I didn't live there at that time, but it's so sad, by the way, like how this whole thing went down. I moved to Fat Charlie's right before COVID started. I'm like, you playing shows every fucking weekend. It's gonna be so sick. I hey. played I played one show here and it was before I even lived here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's um. Well, hopefully you'll be able to start playing them again soon because of the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, well, I do want to, you know, give a little plugarino here. Um, still very in the works, but um, my good buddy Asher Gray and I, I don't know if you've had him on the podcast. He hasn't been on, but I know him. He's cool. You need to get him. Absolute legend. That's He's kind of like my, I've kind of forced him to be my OG, you know, he's kind of, he's, he's kind of my mentor in this, in this okay, whole techno yeah. world, which is, you know, he's, he's done wonders for me in the small time that I've known him. But anyways, speaking of doing shows soon, we are in the process of booking a summer tour of Milwaukee and it's all outdoor shows, all social distance. So, and we're going to be doing that in conjunction with Cactus Club, sort of. Rock on. That's going to be sick. That's rad, dude. I'm so excited. We need that, man. I'll be there. I'll I'll, I'll take whatever, uh, all I can get, man. Uh, Hell yeah! So we'll talk more about that in a bit for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's it's so it's dope that you you landed in that place. That's where we met, and I think that was right when um it was I was still pretty early on into doing the show, and I remember I was like talking about it with you, and I think uh, what's his name um Tony Tony DeLeo. What's Tony DeLeo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, shout out Tony. That's my that's my boy. That's my old roommate. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I think he mm-hmm. was he was there too. And I was mm-hmm. telling you guys, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this podcast, um, interviewing artists, like trying to just talk to everybody. And you were like, well, hey man, 
that sounds cool. Uh, let me know if like you ever like need a guest. I'm like, bet. <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, after a while, like um, you know, I like I took a break from the show for a little while. Which I was definitely not ready to do that podcast because I hadn't done shit at that point. <laughs> the grand, <laughs> I well, think I was just drunk, and I'm like, I like podcasts. Put me on. Hey, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, you, you planted a seed. It was a slow burn, but you planted. That's right. A seed. And then I saw you started dropping EPs the last couple months here. And I'm like, okay, like, like now we're talking, like now, now yeah. he's talking and now uh, I'm talking, baby. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm, and I'm glad it could come full circle. So Definitely. before we talk about uh, what you've been working on, let's mm-hmm. take it back a little bit. So uh, Dylan, where, where are you originally from? Where'd you grow up? I'm from the Berg, baby. I'm from uh, Cedarburg. <laughs> the Berg. I'm right. from the goddamn Berg. terrible place i hate it isn't there like (laughs) the only thing um i've been trying to find more uh like just like cool like nature spots there's like a bog in cedarburg and it's yeah there's um it's technically all the good shit is like technically in grafton but oh now the bogs i'm not gonna the bogs kind of (laughs) weak i know you're i know you're talking about but it's no lion's um, den or, Dude, Lion's uh, Den is so torched. <laughs> Lion's <laughs> Den is that's like the meme where it's like, "Dude, say I know a spot." The spot. It's just the same shit you've seen every time. It's oh, Lion's Den's cool if you've never been there before, but if like you're from that area, like it's a, like Cedarburg. Like if you grew up in Cedarburg over there and shit, it's like you have like two things to do. Like you're like, we could go downtown, or we could go to Lion's Den, or we could like you know like there's really not and so you spend a lot of time at lion's den <laughs> and sure. once you've seen it if you've seen it once you've seen it you've seen it all yeah i got you i got mm-hmm. you okay well but the real heads know about pleasant valley nature preserve oh mm. add that was mm-hmm. my list that huh? add that to the list my friend that place yeah. is fire okay. yeah so, little kettle moraine action in the world right oh yeah mm-hmm. big on the kettle moraine i yeah. do love uh I love bong recreational area. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't yeah. I just, there was like a huge fire over there the other day. Oh, my butt. <laughs> geez. Yeah. Maybe they're the just way- clearing out the field. Who knows? But true. It could be a control. Mm-hmm. The only thing that sucks about going to bong though, is uh, you drive through so much Trump country to get there. Like ex- oh, yeah. excessive Trump country. Like, Oh yeah. Where can I go? That's like, you know, peace like peaceful and quiet you know yeah because it's so loud over here in the, in the city so yeah yeah i mean yeah th- that was really the only nice part about cedarburg it's 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 kind of nuts because like when i go back you know i've lived here in milwaukee for maybe four, about four years now sure and like when i go back to my parents house i'm like oh my god it's so fucking quiet you know it's it's kind of eerie the first time you really go back and it's like wow this is really quiet <laughs> you know yeah. some shit you don't appreciate when you're a kid but totally yeah yeah I, I totally agree so um so I guess like I'd love to hear um a little bit more about like how music all kind of started for you like how did it uh yeah before you even started making music like mm-hmm. what did you grow up listening to you know what was the role that it played in your life well, I literally, I tell this to everyone, like, 
the only reason I'm doing this shit at all is because of my dad. Like my dad, it was super like, my dad showed me everything. You know what I mean? Like he, like all, he had a stereo in the house. He got like, when I was really young, he got the, <laughs> the first little Apple like airplay thing. And it was like this giant, disgusting white box <laughs> that like sat on top of our little stereo, like in our living room. And he like, my dad, I mean, it's behind me, but I have a good portion of his CD collection. I mean, it's like boxes and boxes and boxes. And we had like the giant, like <laughs> the like seven CD changer in the living room and shit like oh, yeah. that. And so yeah. there was always like from the instant my dad got home, it was like before he would do before he'd like put like take his shit off of work he'd like walk around to his either the cd player like his laptop and just like right. throw some on and yeah. so like yeah yeah it was like it was always music in my house and he like he was really good at kind of like kind of get like showing me stuff in stages and so he's like he's like all right you're young i want you to appreciate you know who we named you after bob dylan so he was like you know, showing me some Dylan shit early on. And then like further and further down the line, he was like, okay, it's time for Zeppelin. It's time for, you know, shit right. like that. And then when I really found music for the first time and I was like, okay, like this is like, this is it. Like, this is what I like is when he showed me Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. Oh, tight, yeah. Hell yeah. And that the album is where you can't see it it's literally right behind you framed like that album changed everything for me when i heard like i think i think the first song that really did it for me was uh was fucking uh looking down the barrel of a gun that song i don't, I don't know if you've heard that record before but yeah oh yeah it's been a while but yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, just the like the opening drum break and like there's like a flanger on it and it's just like kind of moving around. It's just like when I heard that for the first time, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is this is what I like. And so he was. Yeah, it was. That's how I really started all that shit. Like it was just my dad playing so much music like and he like, you know, eventually when I was like kind of on YouTube and shit like that, I found electronic music and. And then he was like, oh, you like electronic music? Let me show you the good shit. <laughs> he was like showing me like LTJ Bookham and like The Prodigy and like, you know, like 90s shit, like Basement Jacks, like fucking the real Mo- shit. Moby. <laughs> yes. Even honestly, it's fuck Moby now. Moby's like kind of a fucking prick. I read his book and I'm like, God, you're a prick, but you make such good fucking music. Yeah, like, he, he is a prick, but yeah i love you got it you, you got it like i'm i've been trying to get better at this separating the art from the artist but like i don't know he's that's like how, I, that's how i am with uh like i love the smiths but i hate <laughs> i hate morrissey fuck morrissey i don't know anyone who really likes morrissey as a person um or uh People give me shit for this. I love you two, but I hate Bono. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's stuff like that where it's like sometimes sometimes there's just the one like yeah real asshole like in the band that um yeah like some it it ruins it for some people for me like <clears throat> it, it, yeah. it it all depends. But yeah, yeah. I love I do love Moby's like. Mm-hmm like play is just such a good record you know oh i mean plays plays damn near it's a perfect record i mean 
it, when I was like younger and I was, I didn't really like know anything like about, like I never, this is before I really like found out about the artists and shit like that. Like Porcelain by Moby was like my favorite song yeah. ever. And I'm so pissed that ASAP Rocky got a hold of that shit and ruined the fucking song for me. <laughs> like, oh my God, dude. And oh, it just pisses me off. Cause that song was like so special to me. You know what I mean? Like that was such a beautiful song. And like, I was out skating on Newberry the other day and this fucking like frat darties going on and they play that song. I'm like, dog, like you're just like stomping on my fucking childhood in front yeah. of my face. Like, fuck, oh, it pissed me off. Whatever. Yeah. I love but like, dog, I just want to, I, I got to rant about Moby quick. Like I saw this fucking tweet. He tweet. I follow him on Twitter just because I, I, it's kind of a hate follow at this point. Yeah. But he like said some shit. He was like, Remember, if the whole world was vegan, there would be no pandemic. <laughs> I'm like, shut the what you could just about, you eco fascist. <laughs> God, bro, he's a fucking idiot. Like, he could have just I... stayed. The reply tweet was like, you could just shut up, like, and keep your millions of dollars that you made in the 90s sampling black artists and like not talking about that. Like, yeah, fuck that dude. He um, but yeah i do love the music i'm not gonna lie it's yes yeah. it's, it's south side is a jam I love oh yeah song. classic yeah absolutely classic why does my heart feel so bad oh yeah actually um i remember i i would hear his i didn't realize like because i i would that like a lot of songs i really liked that i would hear on the radio when i was like little were actually yeah. moby songs like oh, i remember yeah. what's the song find my baby yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when I was like nine or 10, I heard that song in like a restaurant. And I remember thinking it was such a cool song, but I like never knew what it was called because that was before like, you know, we had like Shazam or anything, you know? So it's yeah, like, right. So I was like, man, I guess I'll never know what that song is. I'll never hear, <clears throat> hear it for the rest of my life. But then like yeah. when I was like a freshman in college, you know, when I was like, exploring electronic music on spotify i mm-hmm. came across it again i'm like oh that shit never dies yeah. you know like and that's that's <laughs> that's what i love about um just how vast like and uh, like um instantaneous it can be for you to find your next favorite artist you know just from yeah i'm curious you know dude i still it's... think I've, Spotify definitely needs to pay its artists better, you know, of course. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. But, but like, from a cons- consumer point of view, like, at least there's a gateway where it's like, okay, we found the good stuff we like, so now right. we know who we can start buying LPs and merch from, you know? Totally, yeah. Like, I mean, what I do now is, like, to prepare for sets. I, like, I used to go on soundcloud shit like that whatever but now i just like i'll find an artist that i like and then i'll just play their radio like i'll like especially like i'll find a label that i really like and i'll like scroll because they a lot of like electronic music labels they have like their spotify like full discography like on a playlist and so i'll just like scroll down that i'm like oh damn i like that song and then boop hit artist radio and then i'm like oh add that to playlist add that yep. to playlist and then i go back and i either try to buy it on Bandcamp if i can find it on Bandcamp, or i just like i'm like <laughs> i think a lot of people cringe at this when i tell them like <laughs> a lot of people 
a lot, a lot of like DJs use MP3 pools and stuff like that. Do you know what, you know what, you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So a lot of DJs use MP3 pools and stuff, which is like probably what I should be doing on like a, <laughs> just on an organization and like money standpoint. But no, I literally go in and buy every song on fucking iTunes. <laughs> so like, yeah. Hey. Then you, when you get the best quality, like, you know, yeah. I don't know. Support the artist a little bit. Yeah. But I try to do the Bandcamp releases, especially on Bandcamp Day. Like I, I try to like, today. I try to fucking. I'm pretty sure that... today's Bandcamp Friday, yeah, because it's first first Friday of the month. So, holy shit, that is today. Well, fuck. All right. Well, I know what I'm <laughs> know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> You're right. yeah. 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 Damn. Yeah. yeah. No, especially like as I got immersed in like the music scene here, start finding mm-hmm. all like. Start finding bank camps the preferred method of support artists because you can give them money mm-hmm. directly. Oh and, yeah, it's about. Uh, I collect shirts from local bands. Um, nice. Hell yeah. Today I just bought the new Versio Curse shirt. Ooh. Uh, which Wait, Versio. Is Josh Elke? Yeah, John, yeah. yeah. Yo, yeah. I'm in Josh Elke's old room right now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 right dude that's yeah that's why i'm like you probably know who he is because yeah that's my boy he's at charlie's yeah i saw but, him uh, buying some damn yogurt the other day while i was stocking it <laughs> how adorable what a i know wholesome um dude that's that's so so all this being said i'd love to hear kind of how you got started with like you know i i assume you kind of started with like djing like that's where it started yeah, it, it was it was kind of a combination of both. I got um, for Christmas. Well, okay, so I, I was like, I'm I've always been a huge YouTube guy. Like YouTube, like back on my iPod Touch when YouTube was like the little TV logo and shit. Like that was my thing. I've never I've never really been like a Netflix guy or anything. I'm always on YouTube, you know. And so when I was a little kid, like. I remember just like looking up like videos of people like live DJing and I found this um YouTube account. It's this dude, Glenn Hahn. His uh his account was Glenjamin two at the time, but he now he's Glenjamin three on YouTube. And he like that basically exploded everything for me. Like that's how I found everything. I found like Justice, Daft Punk, like all that shit through that. Like Cause they, and it was just live videos of them performing. And I'm like, okay, this is fuck playing football. Like this shit is sick. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because I was super into sports and stuff. And like, like when I was like freshman high school and shit and like, right when I found like electronic music and like, Oh, people like are going nuts to this shit. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. This whole festival is about this shit. Exactly. And so I found like that, like the Glenjamin YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, well, I want to be a DJ now. And so I was like Googling, <laughs> I remember Googling, I was like cheap DJ gear. Right, <laughs> and, yeah. and I found this little machine called the Newmark Mixtrack Pro. And it came with Serato. And so I like basically asked for it for Christmas, got it for Christmas. It was like, I think it was like 75 bucks. And it's just this like, all plastic super shitty like dj controller and i remember like so like my mom i would wait like i I got it for christmas and i would like fuck around with it a little bit and like just like downloading shit off itunes i was like trying to mix like (laughs) 
two Daft Punk songs together. And I was like, okay, like this is, yeah, this is kind of tight. And I would like go in the YouTube comments because people like, you know, every live concert, like DJ said, people are like song, song, song. <laughs> and so, so I'd buy all the songs that people would say like in the comments and I would throw them into Serato and like try to like learn how to DJ. And I like kind of started to get a hang of it, whatever. And uh, <laughs> it was so funny because I was doing this I would hook up my giant, like, clunky DJ controller to my parents' home, like, the home computer. (laughs) And I would wait for my mom to, like, go to the grocery store or something and just, like, blast it and just pretend I was on stage with Daft Punk or some shit. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. that's how I really started, like, I guess I did kind of start DJing before music, like, making music. And uh, I eventually... Remember, I think I was like in a Facebook group and I was like, hey, like, I want to learn how to make stuff like Daft Punk. Like, what do I download? <laughs> and someone was like, Mixcraft 6. And it is like, oh my God. I like went back to my parents' house recently and I like opened it up and I was like, this is the most disgusting excuse of music software ever. And it's just like so rudimentary and like so clunky. And I, I was like, I was going on this website. This is like before I even knew how to make music or anything. Like this is before I learned how to play the piano, like any kind of music theory. I would just go on this website called Looperman. And it was like a royalty free, like loop, like website just had like loops and stuff. Like, you know, (laughs) so I would just look up like 90s drum beat and I would just (laughs) drop it down throw a little like melody thing in there and I was like this is sick oh <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it was just like shit like that and then and then yeah I mean like I was basically just doing that for a while like kind of experimenting I wasn't really posting anything like I I eventually posted like a couple like terrible songs on SoundCloud mm-hmm. like yeah. it, it's just the same looping beat for like three minutes mm-hmm. but like I was doing that for a while and then, let me think. I think I might have been, I might have been like a f- sophomore in high school. I downloaded Logic Pro 10, which is like Apple's software. And that's what I use today to make everything. And I was just YouTubing, like how to use it and stuff like that. And I, but like for the longest time, I was just making like, I don't know. I don't even know what else. I was just like trying to make stuff. like. I, I knew I loved techno and stuff and like house and techno and like electro, like Daft Punky shit. Like that was my thing. And like my dad had like showed me like drum and bass and jungle music and stuff. And I was like, I fucking love this shit, but like, how, how do I do this? <laughs> like, and then I eventually really put the time in and got like serious. My name was, uh, at the, I what was, my name was small talk. in high school my name was fucking small talk and I was just making like at that point I was like I had found like young lean and shit like that and I was like dude young lean like rocked my world when I was in high school and like I had this buddy Ryan Sweetlake shout out to Sweets Man Trill that was his name at the time because it was it was it was a very of the era time like having trill in your name was sick 
And also, small talk was spelled S M L T V L K. Like, <laughs> sick as fuck. Yeah. Man, and so I was edgy. edgy uh. Oh, edgy as hell, dude. <laughs> and I like right. So I like met Ryan, and I was like making like stupid little beats, and he was like, "Dude, let's make a fucking mixtape." And I was like, "Yeah, dude, like let's do it, like fuck it." And I remember right about then I was like, "Okay, I need to change my name. Like I need to change my name." And I was like, <sighs> I was just going through like a bunch of different fucking names. Like I was like, ah, I don't know, like that could be cool. And I remember I was really into the band Caribou at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, having like just an animal name is like pretty sick. <laughs> and I was like, I remember I was on, uh, I was with my ex-girlfriend and we were in Chicago and we were like, and I was just like racking my brain the whole day. I'm like, I'm going to like come up with a name while I'm in Chicago. Like I was like, I, I was kind of hitting the deadline of where I'm like, small talk has got to go. And uh, we were coming home on a Greyhound bus. And I remember we pulled into the Amtrak station downtown and like right out, out outside there's the big Greyhound sign yeah. right there. And I'm like, that sounds sick. Like that looks sick. And then bam, Greyhound. I was great. I'm Greyhound, you know? Yeah. And that's how that started. So I came with the name then. And then me and my buddy Ryan, we made this like God awful rap mixtape. I wasn't rapping. I was just making the beats. He was rapping. And uh, thank God it's not, on the internet anymore <laughs> that's that's okay i mean it's a uh, common thing to say uh with a yeah. lot of uh, mm -hmm. young young artists finding their way mm -hmm. uh, you you actually can find uh my first attempt at a podcast on soundcloud uh mm -hmm. the slow down with slowy uh that's a, that's a sick name <laughs> I'm kind of mad that I didn't, I didn't like keep that for like yeah. when I actually did start doing a podcast, mm -hmm. but um, the home records were my first guest and then BG was actually, I think he was my second. So I was yeah. like, who went on the East side who like does cool shit, you know, like who, yeah, yeah. who's in the scene and I still barely only, I knew like a couple people, you know, that, right. Cause you know, East side's a bubble but uh yeah yeah but um so that was uh so yeah i so i i know what you mean by uh the whole like, yeah sorry for my insane rambling by the way <laughs> oh, no, not at all not at all not at all i that's what you're here to do right right um, yeah how what brought you down to milwaukee uh, i was originally i was going to uwm for a little bit I went down to UWM. Uh, I did the jams program for a little bit. Oh yeah, like, I'm a jams graduate. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was like, I kind of wanted to like go to school for journalism because like that's what my mom did, and like I like I like to write. You know, it's yeah. fun. I've never like published like put anything out on the internet that I've written, but yeah, I'm trying to get to that point for sure. But yeah, I did. I went to UWM for jams for a little bit, and then. Um, I was like, eh, this isn't really for me. So I ended up going to MATC for uh, their like audio production program. Yeah. And I did that for like, I think I did that for like a year. And I was like, I'm not really learning too much. Like, I'm like, I'm like kind of like, this is all shit that I already know how to do. And like, 
this is like this because I was like watching YouTube videos on how to make shit all day. I'm like, I'm like I could really just get this entire degree on YouTube if I really needed to. Yeah. So I like kind of was like, no, nah, fuck that. Like I don't want to do that. And I was like, I'm gonna go back to WM. Went back to WM to Peck, and uh, I was gonna do graphic design for a little bit. And I was like, wow, I don't like this either. And I was like, I'm wasting so much time and money thinking that I'm a college person when I am the opposite of that. <laughs> as, as they said in SpongeBob, school is for chumps. <laughs> I've been saying this. I've been saying this. <laughs> no, shout out to everyone who can actually do college. That shit oh, yeah. is crazy. <laughs> that shit is nuts. Yeah, it's... um. I still get the imposter syndrome of like that. I really did that. Like I actually, I have a degree. Like, oh, you did that. Feels, feels weird. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah. No, I mean, school is sick. School, college, like college yeah. is sick for those <clears throat> that, that like really need it, and like that's yeah. a great step for them. But it's it is not for everybody. I definitely mm-hmm. that. Um, so, so that brought you down here, and so from that point on, like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, how'd you kind of like infiltrate the scene? Yeah, well, as I said before, like the first shows I was going to were like hardcore shows, and so I was and like I was I kind of met I was going to Estabrook Skate Park pretty much every day, like not every good many times a week, and I was just meeting so many fucking people and like and everyone's just like like everyone's it, the Milwaukee skate scene is like such a beautiful thing. Like, you know, um, do you know Ryan Kickbush? Yeah, yeah. He was my next door neighbor. Um, Fuck yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he's a buddy of mine. Yeah, so sick. I mean, dude, everyone knows everyone. Like, you go to Estabrook like four times, and you Charlie have Charlie Arpin. Like, you know Charlie Arpin? Yeah. Shout out to yeah. shout out to my man Charles. Yeah, Charles, dude. <laughs> yeah, the boy. Yeah, I, I, I've that's what I've heard. The skate scene's very tightly knit. Everyone is so fucking nice. Like. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have stayed in Milwaukee if I didn't meet the people that I met through skateboarding. Like everyone, like that's involved in like Sky High and like who like is just at Estabrook. Like, like all my roommates. Like I met them through skating. Like I met the best fucking human beings in the entire world through fucking skateboarding. Like it's uh, it's so beautiful from a fucking board. Cool things with a board, dude. Like what the hell, dude? Like it's it's way <laughs> yeah, it's way more than just a, a skating, you know. Like it's like even I'll go to Estabrook and I won't even do anything, and I'll just sit there and like love it, like and just be around it. You know what I mean? Just breathe it all in. It's not sick. a cell phone in sight, just vibes. No, just vibes, <laughs> baby. It's gorgeous. But yeah, so I basically like I was <laughs> at the start of like Milwaukee like the scene for me i was like i was like okay i love i love i love hardcore shows i love sneaking into site 1a and hearing techno really loud i I loved loud techno like techno like hearing it live is like like a lot of people like i know when i'm like releasing that's why it's so such a weird thing for me right now when I'm like putting out songs, like I'm putting out house and techno songs, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you can listen to this in your car, but like, you're not just like, like techno is house music is made for the fucking club. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, 
a lot of people let's say it's it's like hard for me to like explain like <laughs> when I'm like showing my mom or like so showing some like coworker like this is what I make and they're like I'm like cool like yeah. what, what the fuck is this <laughs> and I'm like right, no right. like you have to hear it in this club like you know like yeah but like so like early on I was like like I'm gonna try, I want to like try to make this myself like I want to bring these nights together and so I like I, I put on a couple nights like just random nights by myself like DIY nights I did um I did that do you, do, you, do you ever go to room 808 in River West when it was there I heard about it but I never actually went it was actually really cool it was like this random like storefront that was turned into like a house like like kind of like it was just like a big open room with some dude's bunk bed in the corner and like a kitchen (laughs) oh yeah yeah and so I I put on a couple nights there I did like a house and techno night with my buddy Matt Hitt and uh we did that it was like super fun and and then I was like okay like that was cool like I want to like keep doing that and then I did the Fat Charlie show I'm like I'm still like pretty new to this scene you know what I mean it's only been two years but like I'm like fuck I really love this like this is like what I want to do because you know when I first started DJing in Milwaukee and how I kind of like in a way made a name for myself or like got my name like you know in club and venues ears around Milwaukee was I was DJing with the home records all the fucking time and uh rest in peace the home records by the way all done yeah 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 but uh no so I grew up with Adam from the home records oh yeah yeah so like his mihoi minyoi yeah mihoi minyoi my boy the mihoiovich yeah. family great fucking people great yeah fucking they're great people. they're great people yeah. my dad's best friend is we i technically say like we call them like our cousins like the connor and olivia bodwin they them they're they're technically our cousins and then they're actually adam and ben's cousins yeah and so we would always go up to their lake house at like north lake wisconsin and we'd like all kick it with them and like so i like i grew up with them you know yeah and then i my mom texted me one day and because i had heard right when i moved here i'd heard the name the home records i didn't really know who they were like i heard like the porcella shit yeah right or whatever and my mom texted me and she's like she's like hey do you remember adam and ben mahoyevich like they do this thing called the home records in milwaukee they're (laughs) djs I was like, what the fuck? And I, uh, I DM'd Adam. I'm like, yo, like, do you remember me when, from when we were like, <laughs> when we were like 10 years old? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, yo, book me for a show, dude. Like, let's do it. And uh, he hit me back and he's like, he's like, do you want to play a show tomorrow at Plum Lounge? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. I was like, can I play a show that doesn't have to be in like, some gross basement (laughs) so stoked and so i started going um alex keys and the home records were putting on this thing called plum day monday i don't know if you ever did you ever go to that i I remember it was a thing i never went but i knew it was a thing yeah yeah i mean most of the time you weren't missing much (laughs) but it was for me the biggest thing was plum lounge had cdjs and CDJs, for the people who don't know, are, are basically like the industry standard uh, DJ, like digital DJ mixer, like, or DJ setup. So you got your DJM 900 or whatever in the middle, and then you have two CDJs on either side, which are basically like two digital turntables. 
so you like plug your usb in there and like the songs play you know but you, you dj from there xyz but i was like this is looping back and all those glenjamin videos that i was saying before they're all using cdjs and i had never seen cdjs in person oh, wow. <laughs> and so i was like holy shit i get to fucking dj on cdjs and so like i was i was doing those nights and i wasn't like i was like okay this isn't really like what i want to do but like the fact that i get to touch cdjs and like learn how to use it for like real shows and stuff like in the future like this is huge this is like a huge step for me yeah and like plum lounge is where i learned how to dj without a laptop and like stuff like that and it was like just a very important thing for me but i was like so i was doing those nights plum lounge with the home records and stuff and you know it's just like those nights were so weird because <laughs> it was like you're pretty standard club night like 10 to 2 but there would be like 12 djs playing and so everyone would have like maybe 30 minute sets yeah which was strange but i ended up becoming super close with adam and austin like through that night and they were like, yo, we're like doing this shit at Garage. We're doing a throwback Thursday night at Garage. I was like, okay, like throwback Thursday playing just, you know, I like 90s music, but like, you know, it was more or less like throwback 2000s pop hits and like, you know, right. Katy Perry type. The stuff yeah. from like our childhood, yeah. Exactly. Like, but I mean, you know, like, so I would do that. And so I started doing that night with them basically every week. And it was a good like experience to like, you know, really figure out how to play to a crowd because, you know, I'm playing a techno show to like a crowd who loves techno and like, you know, not much can go wrong. <laughs> like you're here to hear techno and like, yeah. but when you're fucking, when Becky from Alpha Phi is pissed that you're not playing fucking Fergie, that's a <laughs> whole different kind of pressure. You know what I mean? Like. It's yeah. a whole different ball game. Like, <laughs> and so I was like, I'm like very thankful for all the like experiences that like Austin and Adam gave me early on because it, it was really cool to like get all that experience through them and like, you know, play those like club, like, you know, fucking garage nights and like it, it was a good time, but like it was also a very destructive time for me. Like, I was like kind of doing like a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol abuse, yeah. like, cause it was, that's just what you do when you're a fucking DJ. <laughs> like, yeah. Your job is to go out and fucking party. And like, it was crazy. And a, a thing that I didn't realize was like, I was like, oh, I fucking like have a job and I'm doing this. Like, I got to kind of like get my shit together. You know what I mean? Like Austin and Adam, they're giving me like a tiny cut off of this, like these nights, you know what I mean? Like, certain nights were different. Like I would get more money than, you know, other clubs, but I was just kind of tagging along with them. I was like kind of the fucking third home record <laughs> for like the longest time. And like, I don't know, like people would come to me like, Oh, like you're the fucking dude from the home records. I'm like, no, but like, kind of. <laughs> I'm your cousin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cousin of the home record. Yeah. So I'm doing all these shows with the home records. Right. I'm having a really fun time. I'm like meeting a lot of cool people. And like, it, it was a really good experience. But the whole time I'm like, because this is like really before I even made House and Techno and stuff like that. Like, 
like I've been Greyhound for a long time, but like <laughs> I know it's like I mean it's sad, like you know, obviously that fucking COVID had mi- happened, millions of fucking people died, like, but I needed, like <laughs> I needed this time, you know what I mean? Like you found a silver lining to do a lot of personal growth. Exactly. I, I needed time away from like all that fucking partying that I was doing pretty much, you know, three or four times a week. And like, I like really when I put out that song, so I, I really didn't know what I was doing with Greyhound. Like I knew I loved house and techno. I, I could like kind of make it like I was, you know, whatever. I, I was always very self-conscious of like, like I love this shit, but it's never good enough. It's like never what I want it to sound like. Cause I didn't really know what I wanted my music to sound like. Cause I was like putting stuff out on SoundCloud and I was like, yeah, like cool. But like, this isn't really me. Like, and then I made that track like a lobster. <laughs> Everything changed. Like I was like, okay, like this is me now. This is me. I'm not going to do these, you know, cash grab fucking open format nights anymore. It's not me. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, right when I made that song, I'm like, okay, I can make this kind of music now. Like, this is like, this is it. Like, this is, and like, right as I like posted it, like, people were hitting me up. They're like, damn, this is like actually good. Like, this is fire. Like, and I was, I was like blown away. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is, I'm a fucking house. I'm a techno guy now. I'm a tech, yeah, I'm, right, right. I'm fully a techno guy now. <laughs> and like, right after that, I, I like, I think because I had that confidence of like that song, like, I mean, truthfully, it, it hasn't done super well, like views wise and everything, but just like people being like, this is really good. Like, like, this is sick. Like just that positive, like reinforcement of like how that song like initially did and like how it made me feel. Like I remember I was at work after you wrote the article about it and, and I like was on my lunch. I like took my lunch break right when you texted me because I wanted to go read it. I read it. And then I listened to it as I was walking back in. I'm like, got ourselves a record, baby. That's the one. Like, I was like, that was the first time, right? Like, I was like, fuck. Like, I really made a track that I'm happy with, like, stoked about. And, like, from then I wrote Upper East Side, like, that whole EP. And now I'm just, now I got so much, so many new songs. And, like, I'm just fully in it now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. That's that's what it's all about. You know, you had yeah. to, you really had to like dip your toes in a lot of different bodies of water before mm-hmm. you like, you know, really like figured out, you know, this is, this is like, this is a perfect, this is the perfect temperature. This is, this is yeah. what I've been after. And so right. that being said, um, yeah, like how did you feel your growth even just from a sleep on the green line uh, mm-hmm. from uh, uh, Upper East Side? Dude, I like, well, so Asleep on the Green Line came about because I was, uh, I played a show with DJ Chat. We had me and, do you know who DJ Chat is? I think so. I've, yeah. I've heard the name, yeah. You need to get that fool on the podcast too. Legend, <laughs> like legend, legend. Um, him and I started a group together called Dog Pound. And, um, he was like, yo, like, we're going to play a show for Cat because Cactus Club was doing the live streams right when COVID started. And he's Big like, Cactus Club, oh, those are the 
the best people I've met in the Milwaukee music scene. I like don't even even I don't even know them that well, and they're like the best people. You know, what they're I mean? some of the best people on the planet, man. Oh yeah, Kelsey is a fucking like icon, dude. I did a show there with DJ Chad, and I'm like, holy fuck, like I love this place so much, like. I want to play here. Now that I can play here, I want to play here when COVID's done, like so bad. Like, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to like try to make like a benefit EP for them. And so Asleep on the Green Line was essentially like a benefit EP for Cactus Club. And I don't like, I feel like the songs are, are like, there is a progression from, uh, from Upper East Side, like for sure. <laughs> but it's hard for me to gauge that because I was writing those songs at the same time that I was writing the Upper East Side ones. Oh, sure. But I did like the song with Asher Gray on it. Um, that that's song how is I, like, so insane, dude. It's epic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, dude, that's like, it's like seven minutes long. Yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember like finishing that in the like, like in my logic, like timeline and like hitting the bounce button. I'm like, oh my God, this is almost eight minutes long. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's a fun one, you know, like, I, I think, yeah. I think I had a lot more confidence when I was making, when I was making a sleep on the green line, because I was like, okay, I put out a, put out, put out a record like before and that did well, like a lot better than I thought it was going to like in every way possible. And then when that, when like, so I kind of like had that, like kind of swag to me, like in my mind, I was like, all right, like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing my thing now. Like I can, you know, I can. I can kind of push the boundaries a little bit. Like yeah. I can make 140 BPM techno this time. You know what I mean? Like, and so I, I felt a lot more confident, but like when I was making that and cause Upper East Side, dude, I Upper East Side happened in like a week. Like it was so, it, it, I made that shit so fast. And I was just like, cause I'll get in these little pockets of like, I come home from work and I'm like, bam, that's a song done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, yeah, I was so happy. Like it was almost just a, a relief when I put out Upper East Side because I was like, okay, this is my first actual release that I would like consider like, this is it. Like this is the first Greyhound EP ever. And yeah, I was, that felt really good. And then yeah, for Asleep on the Green Line, it was basically just trying to keep that momentum going. And I'm taking a little more time on the shit that I have right now. Cause it's like, I'm not gonna lie, kind of blows, kind of blows the first two out of the water. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some, I got some records on this one. I'm hyped. Oh yeah, dude. Some yeah, the bops are on the way. Oh, the bops are in route, baby. Hey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I liked how. I mean. Like they're pretty much companion EPs to one another, especially because they're both themed around like just being young and uh, yeah. just trying to have a good time and navigating yeah. yourself. Like on the east side of Milwaukee, which a lot of us have done, yeah. uh, you know, like a lot of that part of the city, like when you're a college kid, it's like you're really figuring out like who your people are and mm -hmm. who your hobbies are and shit like that. And uh, so yeah, it, when I was listening to those EPs, it just reminded me of those times of my own, you know, like in all of those basements that I was crawling <laughs> in and out of, or yeah. streets I was walking up and down while I was wasted, or yeah, baby, 
yeah like or it's a magical just, it's a magical little place this little area right here yeah, you know? oh yeah yeah like i who knows how many basements i've stumbled into that are oh god i have no fucking idea like whose house it was but you know like i don't even want to think about that <laughs> yeah so thinking of those things it's like you know naturally you kind of want to dance and groove to like that you know feel good like uh the, the feel good like music like bringing new music to nostalgic feelings yeah definitely. so uh really fun uh fun eps to listen to so i'm looking Thanks, forward man. to what you got coming up man yeah i mean that's how all those songs were born too like <laughs> literally like you said like the fucking like the bass line on uh my song uh roman in your neighborhood like was we were just sitting on the porch outside drunk as hell we were like, yo, let's go make a song. And like, we just go up to my room. We're all just like hammered in my room. And I just like, dun, 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 bam. And then like, I just scrapped it, like had the file on there. And then I came back the next day. I'm like, oh, that's kind of hot. <laughs> and then like, that's how all those songs came to be. Like, Like a Lobster is my old roommate, Tyler Luth, on my like coming through my little shitty fucking guy here. And he's just on the mic. He said, two rubber bands like a lobster and i was like yep that's trash. <laughs> that's yeah it's just that. fun though because like some of my best memories in milwaukee is just like those stupid drunk nights where i we come to my room and make the dumbest song imaginable and it's like like a lobster was literally like one of those nights turned into something that i'm like very proud of yeah you know what i mean yeah and yeah, that's, that's why, like, awesome. that's why all this, all this music that I put out is like super special to me, and it like means a lot to me because it literally reminds me of like the best summers I've ever had here, you know, in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's how. How did you uh, get in touch with uh, Asher Gray? How did you meet him? Oh, I just slid in that man's DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when it was, it was funny because um, when I was in high school, I, I like would see that he was throwing parties like you know in milwaukee and stuff and i was always so scared I, like I, I hadn't even moved to milwaukee yet and i was like i was like dude if i get in touch with asher gray like i'm on man i'm, I'm fucking on like i'm good to go <laughs> and i remember yeah. i like dm'd him on the blue ones i think he just read it and didn't respond oh yeah <laughs> and, then, and then uh and then when i moved here and i started doing actual shit we actually played a um how I really got in contact with him was DJ Chad organized a Minecraft rave. Oh, fun. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. it was all, it was like a live streamed into Minecraft, like rave type thing. And I was like listening to Asher's set and I was, and I DM'd him like, yeah, you're fucking killing it right now. Like I'm on next. <laughs> and like, that's how the conversation sparked. And now, now we're homies. Oh. I'm stoked. Shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, sounds like you got a, you built a lot of momentum and uh, you've got some really exciting things in the store. You got more music. Just you starting, got, baby. Just right. starting. <laughs> You're in the place to get some shows going uh, in the in the near future. Um, yeah, so. I'm vaxxed up. I'm double vaxxed up. Right. Yep. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting my second dose uh, in two weeks. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think that we're on the horizon for you know, some, some positive uh, movement in the community. So I agree. Well, good shit, man. Uh, so on our way out, uh, as we close out, I ask everyone the same two questions. Uh, the first, 
is Dylan. What keeps you up at night? Money. Yeah, that keeps <laughs> freaks me out. <laughs> Money. Um, hearing my masters back and Apple headphones and thinking they sound like shit. Um, mainly money though. <laughs> yeah, that's what keeps me up too, man, all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, the second question is what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep is something, see, I, I prepared this cause I had listened to like four episodes of your podcast. Yeah. I prepared this. I want to give this, I want to shout this out to everyone who has trouble sleeping at night. Something that really has helped me is go on YouTube and type in cab ride Norway. It's literally a 10 hour video of a GoPro in the front of a train. And it's just driving through these beautiful Nordic landscapes. That shit puts me to bed in like five minutes. I'm going to look that up after this is over. Definitely. Uh, yeah, usually I sleep pretty good just because like I'm out. I'm just, I'm just like using my, all my power like yeah. all, all day, you know? So usually mm -hmm. I just get fucking tired. But yeah. if I did have trouble, I'm going to, I would need something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Just make sure your phone's plugged in and you have your alarm set for the next day and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be like, have to get up like six, like six hours into the, the 10 hour drive. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, wow, this at like, I'm late for work now. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Excellent. Thanks for being on the, thanks for being on the show, dude. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Of oh, course. Yeah. Uh, so for everyone watching, I'll be tagging the link to Greyhounds Bandcamp so you can check out Upper East Side as well as Asleep on the Green Line. Keep an eye out for what he's got coming up in store. New shit on the way. Good shit's on the way. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.